I'm your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 74. I have a bone to pick with you. You do? You sandbagging son of a gun. What did I do? In and of itself. Yes. By Derek, I I almost said Chauvin, I know that's not it. Del Gaudio. (laughs) Holy crap. You hated it? I've watched it three times. Oh my god, I'm so glad you liked it! I've told everyone I know, I said, do not talk to me again until you've watched this, or we don't even live in the same world. Oh my god, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm telling you, anybody that sees this loves it. There's no reason not to watch this. I'm Joe, I'm so glad. This just warms my heart. You have to put your phone away, sit and watch it. Probably alone is better. And just experience it. And there is nothing that we can say about it. Right. And I understand why you started to get emotional, and I'm sorry for making it fun of you. It moved you, huh? There wasn't a dry eye in the house, and there were only two. <laughs> that is awesome, dude. I couldn't believe it. I've never seen anything like that in my whole life. I hadn't either. How about the fact that it was star-studded? Did you notice all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no more, yep. no more, no more. But yeah, crazy, huh? In and of itself on Hulu. Yep. Just turn off this podcast right now and go watch it and then come back. It was freaking, it changed my life, man. I mean, I mean that a little bit glibly, but not completely. It was like the best therapy session I'd ever had. Really, really great. I know. I know you said it was a binge, so. Yeah, I told you to watch it. (laughs) I know, but you didn't say it enough. I didn't want to oversell it. Well, you should have. Okay, that's great. Okay, anyway, now, I I'm got sorry. a bone to pick with you. Oh, boy, here we yeah. go. Uh, Nate Bergazzi, The Greatest Average American on Netflix. Yeah. I fell asleep, dude. <laughs> really? Yeah, I got. I look back on Netflix, and it's like, are you ever going to finish this? You got 15 minutes to go. No. And I'm like, no, I can't. Did you watch it at midnight or something? No, after? I watched it at like, I don't know, 9 o'clock at night. Look, it, he's funny. He's a good comedian. But at no point did I laugh out loud. Really? I did not laugh out loud once. Huh. He's, he's kind of Gaffigan-esque. That's right. a new word I just Ga- made up. Hey, sure. A, a Gaffigan-esque, which is like, you're not going to really get surprised too much, but... I liked his stories. It's not that he's a bad comedian, but you said it was like the best comedy special you'd seen in a long time, and I was like, okay, I'll watch it, and I didn't laugh out loud once. Okay, name a better comedy special you've watched in 2021. I haven't watched any. Yeah. Look, I haven't been in the mood for a lot of comedy specials, but I was not thrilled with it. Maybe I should watch the last 15 minutes and it'll blow my mind. It's, Maybe he's got a closer that's mm, just out of this world. I, I don't think so. I like the joke about, uh, you know, there's aliens here and no one cares at the beginning, right? That that was kind yeah. of funny. And uh, then that was it for me. I heard, uh, I think it was Theo Vaughn and somebody else talking about him and they're like, that's the perfect guy to do the quarantine show where you have to have a mask on and he doesn't care if anyone's laughing, smiling, or even in the room, he's going to do his same set, mm-hmm. which I think is, uh, that's tough to do as you know. Sure. Absolutely. Anyway. I just didn't laugh. Okay. Well, the, the, hey, maybe the, the, it's not for everyone. It, just look at, like I said, I, I don't want to repeat myself. I think you know where I stand on it. I'm glad you liked it. 
Yeah. Okay. So but I, think I, think the, I think the big takeaway is here is to go watch in and of itself. Yeah. In fact, can I, you gave it a binge last time. Can I give it a binge now? Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's review something. Something big. Something big. Something Eight. that's been advertised for over a year. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be released theatrically in 2020. Kept getting moved and moved and moved. It's a Paramount picture. Big screen, ready to do it. Let's go. Obviously, didn't happen. Amazon bought it and threw it up there. It is Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, starring Michael B. Jordan, Jody Turner-Smith, Jamie Bell, and Guy Pierce. It's one hour and 49 minutes. It sucked. No, I, I watched suck. it. I watched it, but, but you it was, finish your review it, first. It had no pulse. It's an action movie that engaged me on no level. It's a simple revenge thriller. And the thing is, it's like based on a Tom Clancy book from like 1990s, right? I think it was like 93 or 94 this book came out. It's been in development hell since then. At one point, Keanu Reeves was going to play the lead. But the character Michael B. Jordan's playing has been played by other actors and other Tom Clancy things. He's in quote-unquote the Ryan-verse. Right, so which he, is uh, he, James Earl Jones and Harrison Ford. The Jack Ryan ben, character. Ben Affleck. Right. Those are all Tom Clancy universe people. Willem Dafoe played this same character in Clear and Present Danger. And then Liev Schreiber played this character in The Sum of All Fears. Hang on. This is all the same John. What was his name? John. Jack Ryan. No, Michael B. Jordan wasn't Jack Ryan. He's playing John Kelly, who becomes John Clark. And this movie is an origin oh, story. Oh, and Clark is Willem Dafoe in Clear and Present Danger. Yes. This is a movie that shouldn't have gotten made because it's a dinosaur, politically speaking. It's all about America and Russia. And I'm like, is this really where we're at right now? We want to do an American-Russian bad guy thing? Not that I think the Russians are anything great. And they're always up to something, those little schemers. Those yeah. Russian schemers. Sure. But it just seems like not of the now. Well, I'll You know t- what I mean? Yeah. There were some parts of this premise that was like, Oh, some executive said, okay, you can make this movie, but this person has to be that, and this person has to be that. And it's like, okay. I actually liked Michael B. Jordan. He was the only thing I really enjoyed in it. Oh, he was great. Now, what I want to know about Michael B. Jordan is, will he share with us some of the sweet candies that he hides in his cheeks? What are you talking about? You think he's got puffy cheeks? I think he has little candies hidden in in his cheeks, and I want him to share them with me, but... Anyway, he's a fantastic actor. He was a total badass in this movie. I, I, He is the only reason to watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought the direction was rather flat. There's a couple action set pieces that are okay, but they never really, they never grabbed me. Nothing in this movie grabbed me. The bad guy, totally predictable, right? The second yeah. this guy shows up, you're like, well, there's your bad guy. And then, oh, surprise, surprise. The car fire thing was that's one of the better action sequences I've seen in a while. Yeah, I, but here's the thing. The best part of it for me was when a character gets hit by a van. Did you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was well done. Yeah. The effects they can do with people getting hit by vehicles lately is amazing. I mean, yeah. you'd swear to God this was shot on a cell phone and it's real. And obviously it's not. But yeah. I'm like, wow, that guy took a hit with that van. The thing was really well done. I mean, the, the effects, I, it seemed like they used practical effects for everything and not, not there was no CGI in it. The gunfights and stuff uh, seemed pretty good. I think if you watched this movie with an actual Navy SEAL, they could destroy it as far as how accurate their 
weapons were and stuff. They had some weird like video game weapons that I I doubt that the military uses, but overall, well, well it was very video game like. Now the yeah. sequel to this is Rainbow Six, and Rainbow yeah. Six has its own series of video games. Well, there you go. Right. Because this book is an origin book for, excuse me, I want to say this movie that was based on this book, the book is the origin story for the John Clark character. And then the second story is Rainbow Six. Now, this is the part where people start messaging us and go, you're overthinking it. It was just a fun action movie. And it it was a fun action movie. mm, Fine. It's not enough for me, man. Do you know what it is on Rotten Tomatoes? Yes. Uh, The critics gave it a 44 and audiences gave it a 45. Yeah. And I say that's pretty right on. As of 10 minutes ago, it was 44 in both. But yeah, I don't know, man. I had fun. I mean, I knew what it was. I don't know. Okay. Whatever. It's nowhere near as good as the Jack Ryan series. No way. Here's the thing The Hunt for Red October, I freaking love. The Hunt for Red October is one of my all time favorite movies. If it's on, I'm watching it. Okay. I think it's the best Tom Clancy movie ever. You know, Patriot Games. Clear and Present Dangers, fine. Awesome, good awesome. movies, good, but they are not the hunt for Red October. I only saw parts of The Sum of All Fears with Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, something right? like that. I, I, didn't, I just couldn't engage with it at all. I was like, I don't. I, I couldn't buy it at all. And then you said you like the, the Jack Ryan stuff on Amazon. With Jim from The Office. Even though it's Jim from The Office, it's still way better than this thing was. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, they, they want a sequel. It's set up for a sequel. I just don't think there's going to be any demand for it. Well, there's not going to be demand from me or you, but someone will watch it. I know what I think about it. Yeah. I'm saying Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, Amazon Prime, Purge. Agreed. (laughs) Maybe he has a gambling problem or something because he's putting out stuff that it just isn't up to his own. Tom Clancy's dead, dude. Oh, he is? Yeah. Well, (laughs) maybe his wife has a gambling problem. The estate, right? The estate of Tom Clancy. They're just digging up his old stuff. Like I said, this book was from the early 90s. Like, it's like a Cold War thing. It doesn't seem relevant. Move on. Move on. Moving on. I have some good news for you. Yeah. Now, we've talked a lot of crap about the peacock. By the way, moving forward, we have to take the the off. It's just peacock. We can call it the peacock if we want, but it's technically just peacock. Okay. I'm a stickler. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so the peacock... As <laughs> mm-hmm. Peacock, the app, yes, <laughs> has a stream. It's a streaming app. I think we talked about it a couple times already this year. But basically, they have reruns of The Office, reruns of Thirty Rock. And We've that's, covered this. That's been about it so far. This is the best original I've seen so far. It stars Ed Helms, who's from The Office, and it was co-created with Michael Shore, who also produced The Office. It's called Rutherford Falls. Now, it's set in upstate New York where you grew up. Is it? It's ambiguous, a little bit ambiguous, but when they... they set in upstate New York, but shot in, you know, Pasadena, right? Or some... They BS. shot it here. They shot yeah, it in L.A. Of course. All of it was in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> I looked it up. I mean, they maybe sent a drone out to get some, like, tree shots. But anyway, Rutherford Falls is this fictional town in uh, upstate New York. And on the border of it is an Indian reservation with a big casino. Oh, Yes. Now you're talking what I know. Where I grew up, too, it's the exact same thing. There's a big Indian casino. I think they're everywhere. I mean, let's face it. Pachanga, Morongo. Who are we kidding? Right? Those outside of L.A. um, Tequila. Yeah, it's always small towns. The one up by my place is called... uh, Doesn't matter. The big one in New York State is called Turning Stone. 
Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Anyway, so this is set in Rutherford Falls. Now, this is based on uh, Ed Helms' character who uh, has a rich history. His family founded the town. He's very proud of his history. A very waspy, you know, white Anglo-Saxon. I know what it means, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Protestant, Protestant. yeah. Yeah. He is, uh, he plays Nathan Rutherford, and he runs the museum, the history museum uh, of the town. So it's kind of like going to the Lewis and Clark Museum out in uh, Cowles County. Is he proud of the town? Oh, yeah. Okay. And there's a statue in the middle of the town of his great-grandfather or great-great or whatever. And uh, it looks like one of those statues that got, you know, torn down in the last couple of years. And the whole central conflict is that the town wants to get rid of it because it's in the middle of the street. People keep running into it. Okay. <laughs> it's like five accidents every month or something. Someone runs into it. That's not a joke. The town of Geneseo in upstate New York has the same statue in the middle of the street problem. You should know this, Demo. It's not far from where you're from. And his best friend is an Indian or you know Native American gal that runs the heritage museum at the indian casino so you have this like yin and yang thing right off the start which i think is a brilliant premise uh, because they're both trying to kind of glorify their heritages even though there's some dark stuff you know if you go far enough back you could find some dark stuff in just about anyone's heritage i think but um don't i know yeah oh you have to go back about 18 minutes yeah um So they kind of start to work together and then they work as, you know, opposing and this and that. So this is uh, 10 episodes. They're all about, uh, I want to say, half an hour. I have to say, I don't recognize anybody in the cast except Ed Helms and Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins is great. Everybody Um, else looks like fresh faces, which I like. No, you'd recognize Michael Gray Eyes, who's a Native American actor. Now, one of the things that they've been saying about this show and why it's so great is they have like, let's say it's eight writers and six of them are Native Americans. So they're like, oh, we've never had six Native American writers on a single TV show before. So they brought a lot of authenticity to it and it's very respectful. But they also, I think since they have that staff makeup, they can do some things that that you and I couldn't write. Gotcha. You know? Cool. Um, and it's it's very funny there's a huge heart to the series and ed helms is funny <laughs> he's he basically plays the same character in every movie and even in the office he kind of plays andy you know oh yeah he's the same in everything yeah you but, either like him or you don't right yeah I mean, it, oh, i like ed helms it's, oh, i don't it's yeah. hard not to like him and when they formed the show so ed helms and michael shore worked together on the office michael shore played moe's on the office dwight's cousin moe's mm-hmm uh, and he also created something else that won Parks and Rec. Mm, yeah, something last year though. The Good Place. The Good Place. Okay, yeah. so he's an NBC darling. Yeah, I don't know why this wasn't on NBC. Well, they're too busy playing the Voice. I guess. You know I mean, it's like uh, NBC. God, I don't know. I, I watch their network stuff, and I'm like, what am I doing? Right, Debris. You want me to get excited about Debris? Yeah, and they put this show on Peacock, the app. No, thank you. This should have been on network. Put the voice on the internet. This thing is so much better than what they're putting out on network primetime right now. I loved this. This is one of the reasons I want to do this podcast with you, Demo, is because people will never hear about this show. It's not advertised anywhere. There's no billboards. One of our listeners, Tiffany, did recommend it. She's texted me and said, hey, Rutherford Falls, Peacock, 
I know she goes, I know you don't like the peacock, but you guys are going to love this. And I said, I think Joe is already totally into it. She goes, great. It's got my, uh, she said, it's a binge. So thank you, listener Tiffany. I have to agree with her because it's 10 episodes, 30 minutes each. I watched this in two days and I wish there were more right away. I hope it gets renewed. It's just been renewed for a second season on Peacock. We're just saying Peacock, not the Peacock. You know what? At this point, we're calling it whatever we want. My God, I've been calling it the cock for the last eight episodes, right? Every time I'm in here, I call it the cock. Well, here's call it whatever th- you want, man. Here's the thing. If they have a show like this that no one's ever heard of, they're not going to be called anything a year from now or six months from now because no one has any idea that they even have a streaming app. I know. I mean, how many people do you know that have Peacock? Some of our listeners have it. Because okay. cause I guess I've been ripping on it, right? And they've they've gave me some feedback going like, oh, you know, I have Peacock. Some of them pay for it, yeah, right. So they're it's six dollars you know. a month to watch The Office is what they're paying for. They don't know anything about this show. That uh, Brave New World, nobody's watching that. That's the most disgusting show of all time. How I, do you I, really feel, Joe? I I just think that that Peacock needs to sell their catalog back to Netflix and go back to making you know. Rescue 911 or whatever they're making on primetime. I don't even know. The That's Voice. Fox, dude. Whatever it is. The Voice. Is that NBC? The Voice is NBC. Okay. And then, Debris. Come then on. Just make, 24 hours, just make 24 hours of The Voice because you're burying your best content into this app that no one even knows about. Maybe it'll catch on. And you want to know why? why? Because of this podcast, Joe. Do you think that my parents even know what Peacock app is? Do they're, your parents know what an app is? No. That's <laughs> No, they're like, where can we watch it? I'm like, oh, never mind. You can't. Oh, my God. I heard, by the way, that uh, Amazon, uh, starting in 2022, is going to have all the Thursday night games for NFL. I thought they already did that. No. They have exclusive rights. So unless you have Amazon Prime, you can't watch Thursday night football unless it's in your area. Right, like if, if your team's playing and it's in your area, you'll get that game locally. But otherwise, you have to have Prime. Oh, good. I can't wait to watch the Falcons play the Jets in week 12. <laughs> They're both 0-11. <laughs> I watch all the games, man. I love Thursday night football. It breaks up the week. Yeah. I'm just saying Thursday night football, while it's kind of can be a drag for the players, sometimes it's like, uh, all of a sudden, you're getting, you're like, it's Thursday, like, oh, there's football tonight. Yeah. I'm saying it, it helps. Who does the announcing for that? Isn't it like Jim Nance oh, and I, Jim Nance, Dan Dickow no, or something? Dan, no, God. <laughs> Jim Nance is the prime uh, CBS guy. Him and freaking uh, Tony Romo. Oh, God. Okay. Right? Yeah. The, the, the CBS, you know, when, when they ever have the big game, that's who covers those. I wish we could binge or purge Thursday Night Football because I know which way I'd go. But let's go back to Rutherford Falls. All right. Okay. 93 with the critics, by the way. Everyone likes it. What about audiences, huh? 67. What do they know? What do audiences know? They know well, nothing. Now they know it's a binge. Right on, Joe. I'm glad you've something that you like. I really liked it, yeah. The last couple episodes, you've been liking some things. I tr- really I, liking I, them. I, I, no one wants me to like things more than me. Yeah. <laughs> right, I know. I get halfway through a show and I'm like, oh, no, this sucks. Oh, I got to tell you, maybe next time we'll do a, a lightning round because there's a few things I've started to watch that eight minutes in, I was like, I wanted to email the head of HBO. Well, have I got something for you then, Joe? <laughs> Speak of the devil. Okay. Something that I got into and 10 minutes in, I was like, I don't want to watch the rest of this, but I did. It is Sasquatch, the docu-series on Hulu 
Three episodes, they're about 45 to 50 minutes each. Is that all? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to tell you right now what this has with the critics. 93 with the critics. Okay. Audience, 63. I feel like the audience is being generous. I struggled to get through this. I know what you're saying, but it's Sasquatch. It's Bigfoot. It has nothing to do with Sasquatch Thank or you. Bigfoot. Thank you. It is, it is a true crime murder mystery about the marijuana fields up in Northern California and all the criminal activity that went along with it. It sets itself up. It's like, we're going to investigate is Sasquatch real or not? But they're really investigating who murdered these three guys in a marijuana farm back in 1993. I would guess that in uh, the, was it three hours total? They mentioned Sasquatch four times in the first episode, and then that was it. He gets a lot of lip service in the first episode, but by the second and third, it's all about the Emerald Triangle, which is Humboldt County, Trinity County, and Mendocino County. It's up in Northern California. It's where the best weed in the country is supposedly grown. So this is more about that than anything to do with Bigfoot. The, the only thing they really do that's interesting is, you know, the original footage of Bigfoot. You know, everyone's seen that footage. The, you know, oh, my God, there he is out there. Willow Springs. I don't know. Yeah. It's Willow Creek. So they got the guy who filmed it, who says it's real. And then they got the guy who was playing Bigfoot. And he says, no, it's completely fake. I'm the Bigfoot. Here's the costume. He brings out the head. Shows it to you. The guy that was five foot four or I something. I don't know. He's, he's, and they go, oh, he's too short to be like, it, it's so ridiculous. Obviously, Bigfoot is BS. Okay. Look at, they did, what Whoa. is what was that show? Uh, Finding Bigfoot. How many seasons of that did they do? Guess what? They never found him. I would love to believe in Bigfoot. they would have gotten canceled the next day. I know. Also, it would have been on the news. If people found Bigfoot, it's going to be the lead story. Okay. Also, you want to know why there's no Bigfoot? Because... Someone would have hit a Bigfoot with a car at some point. Wow. Okay. Okay. Have you not seen the documentary, Harry and the Hendersons? <laughs> they did hit a Bigfoot with their car. Well, there you go. And if there's no Bigfoot, who played Harry? Kevin Peter Hall. Mm, yes. Okay. He, I know for a fact it's Kevin Peter Hall. He also played the Predator in the first Predator okay. with Schwarzenegger. He's dead, by the way. Well, he'll Exciting. be missed. He'll be missed. Anyway, back to this docu. Well, it's hard to even call it a docu series. It's only three episodes. It could have been a ninety-minute doc, right? And you could have left out everything to do with Bigfoot and Sasquatch, and said, "Hey, we're going to do a documentary on marijuana farms in the Pacific Northwest." Well, right. Well, it's in Northern California, not the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, but it's sort of considered that because it's right up at the top of the state. Get this. Guess where my. Uh, Mother grew up where my brother and sister were born. Where? Humboldt County. Really? Where was she that night? I don't know. Never asked her. Wow. Okay. What was it? 1993? 1993. Oh, no. She was in Washington by then. There you go. Okay. Look, if you're looking for Sasquatch, you got a better chance of going out in the woods <laughs> than seeing him in this documentary. It's bait and switch. Now, some people yeah. are like, oh, I, who cares about the Sasquatch stuff? It's all about where it takes you in this journey. And I will say the one thing is... Uh, the main guy in it, the uh, investigative journalist named David Holthouse, he's a weird guy. Kind of strange. Sure. Right? Didn't you think? It's an interesting guy. But I just felt like it sort of didn't really go anywhere, and it's all just, okay, 
you know, we're going to talk to this person and we're going to completely, you know, muffle their voice and never show their face. And uh, look at man, it was tough to get through. I fell asleep multiple times. Me too. And uh, what else is there to say? True crime's not my thing. Well, there's there's one right? major thing that you've left out. What, that the Duplass brothers produced it? Yeah. I know. I was waiting for you to get to it. Your boys, right? It's my guys. I know. It's my heroes. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they have a gambling problem, too, and they just got to crank stuff out to feed the monkey. I don't know. This... This thing should have been called Weed Country True Crime. Right. It had nothing to do with Sasquatch. No. Who? who? Sasquatch. Sasquatch? Isn't that how you say Sasquatch? it? Sasquatch? Sasquatch. Yeah. Sasquatch. Bigfoot. I like that. Whatever Bigfoot. it is. Oh, did you know the technical term for like monsters like this and like, Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster is a cryptid? I'd never is, heard is that before. What? C-R-Y-P-T-I-D. Cryptid. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that Hunt and Squatch was a very common term when I was in college. And uh, we had some friends that went up to Western colleges in the forest. A lot of times they talk about, we're going to go out tonight and hunt some squatch. Does that mean go get stoned in the woods? Or, no, no. It doesn't matter what it means. Just, are you just going to go hunt and squatch? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you later what it means. Tell me now, or is it something you don't want to divulge on air? Well, Clearly it isn't. All right, we'll let it go. Google that people hunt and squatch. All right. I'm going to check <laughs> you haven't that figured out. it out by now. Are you going to shit in the woods? No. I what? You're hunting squat. You're going out and looking for some squatch. Oh, you're going to pick up chicks. Yeah. Oh. North Washington state chicks specifically. Or are they hairy women? Is that the thing? No, heavy, a lot of them heavy. Oh. This can't okay. stay in. This cannot stay. In. Oh, this is staying in. This is staying. I see hunting squatch. Okay. It was a different time. It okay. was pre-911. I, I think look, to be politically correct here, you you feel bad about it. No, I didn't say it. I just overheard it. You, you just overheard it. Yes. Did I think it was funny? No, absolutely not. No. And I said I you agree. guys need to stop. Thank you. But we again, do not condone was... hunting squatch in any way. It is not binge or purge approved. <laughs> it is absolutely not a hilarious idiom. Okay, go ahead. Sasquatch, Hulu, purge. <laughs> that seems shorter than normal. Okay, anything you're looking forward to? Not really. Not really. I just want to say one thing, though. I know we say like, hey, check us out on all these things. There's a new platform that we're on. I don't know if it's new, now, but I discovered it. Now tell the folks at home it. what a platform is. Uh, a, a place they can listen to us. Okay. Now, this is for your mobile device. So if you're on the go or with your phone, you want to check out Odyssey, which was formerly Radio.com. And that is spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. And if you go on there and you search under podcasts, we're there. The uh, the player, the user interface, very easy to, to navigate. You can listen to us at like eight times speed if you really want to get through an episode. Like okay. there's all these options of how you can speed through and listen to us really fast if you want. If you're like, I can't stand these guys anymore. Make it stop. Speed right through. Anyway, that's Odyssey, the mobile app for your phone. Uh, we're on there now. Okay. And if anyone out there listening is a uh, manager or agent and can explain to us why uh, we're on 20 different, what did you call it? Platforms? Yeah. And uh, none of them pay us anything, but they're uh, putting ads in the middle of our show. Uh, it'd be nice to understand that. So I'll get off of my uh, soapbox. Go ahead. Well, that's it. I got nothing else, man. What do you want from me? I'll just wrap it up, man. Yeah, wrap it up. Other than Odyssey, Joe, where can they find us? Google Podcasts. iTunes, of course. That's the big one. Uh, Spotify now. Uh, Listen Note. 
literally anywhere that has podcasts is YouTube. Oh yeah, YouTube. I always forget YouTube. Man. I know because I always think of video. We're not doing video, obviously. Um, maybe someday, but probably not. Just anywhere that makes money off of us that doesn't pay us anything, you can find us and uh, check us out. Email us at binge or purge podcast at Gmail, Twitter at binge or purge, Instagram at binge or purge podcast, Facebook slash binge or purge. Yep. Get a hold of us. We'd love to hear from you. Suggest things. Tell us if you think we're wrong. Tell us if you think that Demo's wrong. Um, we love any and all feedback. You know that. Yeah, any kind of validation is good. So, Of course, we want to thank Jess the Facts. You can follow Jess the Facts on Instagram at the Jesse Greer. That's Jesse with a Y. Thanks, Jess. So for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.